and welcome to our fifth podcast all about our Substack story. I am Helen and with me today as always is Claire. Hello, welcome everybody, here we are again. Here we are again and it's it's funny because Claire and I, we've reached the end of the month and we well, I think we're both a bit shocked to be here, aren't we? I don't feel prepared <laughs> at all no. um, for this podcast, which means I think it has to have been a good month. Yes, I feel like we've not both come uh, with clear sort of this has gone wrong and that's gone wrong. And yeah. it's been a really full month in a way, which is probably why we're surprised to be back yeah. at this point already and um, chatting about our Substack story. But here we are, end of May, end of yeah. month four for me, and you're quickly approaching your year on Substack. Yes, on the Wednesday the 7th of May will be my first year anniversary, my Substack anniversary. And um, and yeah, that that's also quite bizarre. And I think it's because originally well it looked different to what it looks like now and I think this is a classic case of you don't need to know where you're going with your substack when you start it because if I look back over the course of the year I can see all the the changes I've made I could see when I was just treading water at times and I was just doing the bare minimum that I felt I needed to do and I can also see when I've made changes and I've decided to do certain things. And I think during May this month, things have picked up again. I feel there's been a spike, not nece- not just in things like your metrics, like your subscriber numbers, yeah, yeah. but also in my enthusiasm, in my in my joy for doing this uh, and also in terms of my focus and where I want to go with it there's there's still a lot where I feel very foggy and if you said to me what do you want your substack to look like in one year's time I don't know if I could tell you that <laughs> um but I do think it it's it's leveled up again this month and I think that's why we've got to re- we've reached the end of the month and I'm thinking Crikey, what do where what do we talk about? Because I feel like, like I say, I've made that level up, but at the same time, I still want to level up even more. Yes, um, so it's good in a way that we're here because I think something else that this process always pushes us to do, apart from reflect and Mm. edit and tweak is to celebrate and blinking heck looking from the outside you definitely had a month that we should be celebrating so I'm gonna be like yeah so I would like you to tell us in more detail about this good month so that you can stop and we can all give you a little cheer well what I'm going to do is I'm just going to look at my substack behind the scenes Oh, okay. I can talk through it a little bit more because I think sometimes you just forget what you've done. Definitely within a month and you look back and go, oh, it's this month. Oh, yeah. I don't think this month I've created as much content. Let me just see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that's roughly two a week. So yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it just didn't feel like much. And and I think as well, in the beginning, at the beginning of May, we put out our Substack story that came out on May the 2nd. Yes. Because didn't we record that late? No, or did we do it early? I know it wasn't quite right. In terms no, it was of the 1st of May that we reflected mm. on April. Yeah, I yeah. think it was all bank holiday shenanigans, wasn't it? And then I did the fear of your writing being misunderstood and attracting negativity. And that was an essay that I did for free. And from that, I gained seven free subscriptions. Wow. That one. So that was really, really good. Then I did my monthly summary, which I do part free and then part paid yes. underneath. 
Um, I, oh, I gained, again, two paid subscriptions from that. That was good. Wow. Um, then I did a personal essay about this is what recovering from burnout looks like. Gained another two paid subscriptions from that. Amazing. Um, that, that, that's a, because that's a really vulnerable one that's behind the paywall and that's what yeah. I do I put my more vulnerable ones behind the paywall because it helps me be more honest and sort of dive deeper into my emotions and everything because yes. I know it's yeah. not going to be um, all over the internet um, but then I did two two free ones based on show your work by Austin Cleon and oh my goodness I really, really enjoyed doing these two. Yeah. Um, I know I've been talking about doing the kind of book club, the nonfiction book club um, for some time. I didn't know it was going to look like this, where I would be writing essays about it. I thought, I don't know. I don't know what I expected because you see book clubs on the Internet. So mine where people sort of contribute. Yes. More. Yeah. But I think from my perspective I really enjoy reading the book and then applying it to how my online life or my writing life or my mindset is applicable to what's been written about in the book I think that's really helpful because I think you know especially with non-fiction books there's so much information in there that if you're just trying to review it yeah. um people get a flavor of it but when you apply it that just takes it to a whole different level so even though you're applying it to your own work and your own writing it's incredibly relatable and it just takes it to that next level and it was wonderful to see the numbers flying up on those posts and it getting shared all around notes and I mean absolutely I don't I don't know if I've got the restack figures here yeah that's frustrating hold on I'll see if I can work that out so I did two posts inspired by Austin Cleon's yeah. Show Your Work. So the first one was the four points that really inspired me from Show Your Work by Austin Cleon. I gained one paid subscription from that, but 16 free subscriptions, yeah. seven shares. And if I open the link, I wonder if it would tell me what the, oh, 19 restacks restacks amazing which i don't i don't think i'd ever had before i had 75 likes on that as well yeah yeah 54 comments 19 restacks that's insane and also with the restack thing i don't know if that includes when i yeah people the, the, the link notes. yeah and then they they restack my because I always, I don't just share the link. I always bring something out of the the article, mm. uh, and and put that in the notes bit as well. So you don't have to necessarily read the whole thing, but it hopefully it entices you to click on the link. Because I know some people, it's the same on stories. We all do it, don't we? Where we just share the link um, on Instagram stories or whatever. I do that a lot, and I don't really give any detail. But on notes, I've made a concerted effort to give a bit more detail when I share the link to the article. That's a really good idea because I think they seem to be the most ignored notes are the ones where people just literally restack their, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, I've had that too. That's the one. And also, how boring would it be if your, your, your notes feed was simply just everybody sharing links of their latest article instead of, you know, writing something to go with it? Then the second Austin Cleon article was, are you neglecting your writing in favour of growing your follow, growing a following? Now, this one, again, I got one paid subscription from this, 16 free subscriptions, three shares it says here, but let's just see what it says in terms of the, oh, 16 restack. Um, re so that's slightly less than the other one. But I thought this one was one that was put in somebody else another writers they they kind of do a summary of everything they've read over the course of the month and he put my article in that uh, which had a little bit of an impact not a massive one but it did have a little bit of an impact in terms of 
free subscribers. The thing is, people are always looking for the magic formula to grow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think I've found what the magic formula is. And the magic formula is to write good quality pieces. (laughs) 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 So really, it's not magic at all. It's just hard work. it's taken me a year to, to to write something that's gained as much traction as this. And I know there are other articles out there that have got far more traction than this. But this is somebody who's coming from quite a low, low bar in terms of, you know, number of followers. And I know I imported a, a subscriber list with me when I came to Substack of about 900 people. A lot, a number of them, I've had a lot of... Um, unsubscribes from yeah. that original bit and I think it for a while it it, it 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 I think even in the first or second um podcast that we did I was talking about the fact that I was losing followers all the yeah. time I never seemed to you know if somebody subscribed I would lose about five free subscribers yeah. and it was just um it, it got me down for a bit but I think that was just my subscriber list sort of settling from people that followed me from a few years ago through different platforms yes um, yeah different emails platforms and 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 those who are finding me on Substack and more what the changes that I've made with what I am writing about now so it has settled down that I, I I don't know if you can look how many people have unsubscribed in total over the course of the year I'll have to don't know if I want to look at no because that might depress me but I think that would be quite a high number writing these two articles not only do I think I found my thing working on a non-fiction book every month and then applying it to my own creative life um, is something that I really really enjoy doing not only that but um it has helped grow my account as well yeah definitely Um, and I know we talk about figures normally later on in the in the podcast but today I will mention them now because it's all related so let me look at my subscribers oh it's gone up two since we started talking so the beginning wow. of May, I started on 1,401 free yep. subscribers. Now we are on the 31st of May as we record this, and I have 1,482. <gasps> so that That's has fantastic. literally grown because of how many times that those two articles have um, driven traffic yeah. in my Substack. And when you look at the, the graph that Substack supply you with, you can, you can see there are three sort of spikes yes. yeah. on my account in the last 90 days that are quite significant. The first one was when Notes was introduced. Yes. Yeah. Back in April. And the second two are when I, oh, hold on, May the 3rd. So the third one, sorry, is when I put these two articles out. And I think I put them out quite close together. Um, and then something happened on May the 3rd. Um, let's have a look. Oh, it was the article, The Fear of Your Writing Being Misunderstood and Attracting Negativity. Yes. That yeah. I did. So that one, it was the three articles that have, and both those three. So that article, if I just look at the back end of that one, yeah, it was only six restacks. But again, that had 41 likes, 30 comments, six restacks. Wow. But I think that did do quite well on notes. Yeah. Well. Th- that one and the two Austin Cleon ones together had quite good spikes in my subscribers. So I think the the moral of that story is there is no quick way to grow subscribers. <laughs> you do have to put in the work. But 
um that i think that's quite nice because um yeah yeah you just want to gain people through i don't know doing something to the system you know like a follow for follow like people oh, used to gosh, do on instagram no, no. and all those sort of mind games um is that the right word that people used to do you know if you follow me i'll follow you back but now it's actual quality of work and surely that's what matters yes what i've been saying to you over the past month or so is that i think especially with the advent of notes Mm. I see your place on Substack so much more clearly as this kind of expert, because especially with notes, it's like this community of writers for somebody like you who is looking at all of the really important, you know, mental aspects that impact and interact with our writing there's so many people there that are, you know, ready and willing to read what you have to say and I just think that's brilliant and every time you put a note out it's just lovely to see how people interact with it because I just think you people are like going oh wow you know this woman knows what she's talking about and they see all the other stuff you've got there and all the background and the history and the experience and here is the scenario where it's really um people are recognizing your value and that you know this is not just sending your posts randomly out into the ether anymore yeah. there's like people that are, are want to hear and read this stuff so much and I just think it's lovely to see you find this right place for you this place where your value is seen so easily and and I love it I love it thank you I used to put links out on Twitter and it would get nothing and when I I put my link out in Instagram stories as well the amount of people that click on that link, very, very small. And it could be that a lot of the people that follow me on Instagram are already yeah, um, yeah. subscribed to me. But it does feel good when I put out a note writing about what book I'm reading or something that I've found in the book that I think would be helpful to other people. And I put that out there on notes and I might get nine, nine likes or 10 likes or something that yeah. doesn't feel like a lot. Um, but to me, it, it is a lot. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, on Twitter, I wouldn't get anything. It would no. just be, it would just be tumbleweed. Um, and obviously when you compare that to Instagram and I used to get, I think I wrote in one of my articles that I used to get two or 3,000 likes on one of my sort of more party <laughs> posts, and, um, which you can't even imagine now. But no. that, the, the nine or 10 likes or the, the, the 15 restacks or whatever means so much more to me yeah. than people yeah. liking something on Instagram because, A, they're longer form. B, I've put so much more into it but also see I'm finally working on my writing and sharing my writing rather than on Instagram where I do a photo where and that was me avoiding my writing yes yes exactly that so So, literally just getting the dopamine here of the likes but it wasn't propelling you forward mm, you know it wasn't pushing you where you wanted to go really it was just a, you know distraction really it was it absolutely yeah. was so yeah I every single like comment restack that I get is just a joy sometimes I do lose track of how many people it's got to the point where you know people are making comments and I, I don't always see them because I can't always follow it it gets a bit overwhelming um, and I think that's one of the unfortunate side effects when when more people see your work yes always comment or the comments come in sort of overnight and then you wake up in the morning and you think well I must focus back on my work again and and then come back and then you forget and yeah so that is one of the the sort of downsides of having an article that for you has blown up more than a, a, a normal article that you've written would but um yeah I'm I am I'm absolutely thrilled and not only am I thrilled by how many people have enjoyed it and have got something from it, but because it's given me inspiration for what yes. I want to do going forward. And I'm already 
um, going through my next book, um, which is called Burnt Out by Selena Barker. And I'm going through that. And I've also, I've posted some of that on, on notes as well. So people can see what I'm reading this month. Yeah. Um, and they will know that there will be soon be an article written about that one. Um, I think she recently joined Substack, actually. So you have to link she? it. To I yeah. will look into that. Um, yeah. Because I'm really, I'm really, I mean, I'm not far through it but I am enjoying what she's got to say. I'm laughing at bits of it because I can see myself so well <laughs> in it. I like to share my journey of reading a nonfiction book that, that is related to the creative mindset or the creative online story um, that people have. Um, the next one might be Emma Gannon's new one that's just come out. Um, but I will see. I will see yeah so yeah it's been a good month and I would like to now build on that and, yeah. and press forward so once you've had a good month you think yeah I want to replicate that now and I I almost feel that I look back at, at, at the month and I think yeah I, I feel more driven now for the for the next month and that's when I feel that actually maybe I'm coming out of the burnout now yes because yeah. I'm getting that spark of um excitement of ambition coming back yeah that's really good and then you know everything has fallen into place to support that for you this month mm. to sort of say look you're on the right lines you can do the right yeah. things you're in the right place now talking to the right people you know everything's lining up to kind of say to you keep going yeah Come yeah I, I think all the signs are there it's just yeah. for me to put the fears aside put the self-consciousness to one side because I still whenever I put something on notes I think well who are you Helen to be talking about x or y you know you're not Austin Cleon why should you be talking about all this um, and so there is always that doubt when I put th something on there, but it is helping. And also, whenever I open the, the the notifications tab, I'm still waiting for someone to write something snarky at me. Oh. And it's funny how, you know, I've had snarky comments on my YouTube and Instagram over the years, less yeah. so as time's gone on, because... YouTube's very good at filtering those comments out now. Right, okay. Um, but I'm still waiting for it. And, uh, you know, funny, isn't it? Yeah. Funny. Anyway, anyway, how has your month been, Claire? Interesting. <laughs> you say I that. always say that. I do say that every month. It, yeah, lots more learning. This is what I've literally written. When I was here, interesting month. Lots more learning. <laughs> um, you know me, I always say as well that sitting down to reflect on the month and write notes before we podcast makes me see how much, the, you know, how much I can grow for and how much I have learned across the month. I feel in a very different place with it all than I was when we spoke on the 1st of May. So that's even only in 30 days. But I feel like I've change my perspective about it a lot in the month it's been a, a, a month of growth in terms of hmm, how I approach it I think how I approach it yeah. so um you know I think in previous months I've had a lot of thoughts about how strict my structure has to be about yeah. whether I was sort of writing myself into this little corner and I'm breaking out that and it was very funny because my uh, ever insightful child said to me well one achievement you've made this month is you you've definitely not felt you needed to write twice a week and I was like well, yes yes thank yeah. you <laughs> but yeah I haven't actually I haven't uh the deep dives I've really stepped back from because life's got in the way I think this is my big big part of the month really is just um my head's been elsewhere uh, life gets in the way and you know I just don't have the mental capacity to care and think about the nitty-gritty of Substack as I have in previous months I think 
So I've tried to kind of make that easier for myself. And where I was writing this big deep dive, I, I really slowed down with it. It really became sort of, you know, stale and sluggish to write and my head's just not there as much. So I kind of just gave myself permission to say, look, I don't have to write this. And I don't want to write it if it's not very good, because I think, you know, I've said in previous months and anybody who's read my deep dives, it's all like comes from the magic of the connections and me getting very over enthusiastic. And if I'm not in a headspace to convey that enthusiasm, it just doesn't feel the same. It, it doesn't feel the same to write. And therefore, I'm going to assume it's not going to feel the same to read either. So I'd rather wait because I'm writing about something I do care about until I can put that through. So I've kind of definitely feel like I've grown in that I've let go of I have to write X, Y and Z each month because I don't. And I want to be able to write things that, that bring me great joy to write and that I, you know, really feel that I'm enjoying and, and sharing and all that sort of thing. So that's been really interesting. Um, and when I got to the point one week where I was like, look, I'm just not going to get this deep dive done this week. I also then <laughs> was like, I don't, I've got to change my mindset about what I have to, and I'm doing scare quotes there, what I have to do each month and what I have to offer um, so I went on all my like welcome email and all the little subscription bits and I've changed, you know, I'm not saying a weekly newsletter, a fortnightly deep dive. I'm not specifying how often anything comes anymore just to build some more freedom in that way. But even with what this week, what this week has been my virtually weekly Sunday roundup of TV, film, books that I've read a little bit about our week, uh, kind of, you know, and they've grown as the weeks have gone on. I mean, I find that they're, they're about 1,500 words now. I look back at the first oh. one, I was just writing sort of, I'd limit myself to six lines on each thing, and now they're like massive paragraphs. But I got to the point this week, and that was almost, in a way, that was easier than a deep dive because it was very formulaic. It's just like, I have to write books films and I'd kind of break it down and go well I can write about a book today and a film tomorrow and by the end of the week it's all come together but in this kind of place where I've had this like really stagnant creative head that felt just too boring this this week so yeah so I don't know you know if you read my what this week on Sunday I just let go and did something completely different and um I'd spent all week kind of fighting against myself going I don't want to write it I don't want to write it and then I sat down on Sunday morning and just wrote about how I was feeling and you know what was going on for me instead and I did share one tv program in the end because I'd really loved that so I did have that enthusiasm for it um, but that was the thing as well. It's like I'd got a stack of things to talk about, but I hadn't enjoyed very many of them. So I don't really want to sit and write and tell people about books that yeah. I didn't think were that great. So there was a real freedom in that. And um, I think that's been my biggest learning over the month is that I had a lot of interesting discussions in the comments and in emails with people about this post as well. And it's, you know, recognizing when you get stuck when you get bored and it is quite cyclical there is this kind of I went back I was telling you this before we went uh went live and I I've done this on Instagram I did this with medium I write in a similar way with a similar frequency and then it's just like boom no I had enough that's it so I was really pleased to find a way through this week and not just stop, because I think that's what I've done before. Just gone. OK, that it's just getting too hard to, you know, churning. It's just literally fighting the words out. And I don't think it should feel like that. And I don't want it to. So this is the new learning is to find a way through that feels freer. And I knew as soon as I was writing this as well, that this was good writing and that people were going to enjoy reading it and they did and I had a lovely response to it and I think that's 
you know, for me, I feel like all this, all this journey so far, yes, it's been about the subscribers and the numbers and the money and, but I'm kind of letting that go because I think the bigger picture for me has got to be about learning how I write, how to enjoy writing frequently, not kind of stop and start. And so that then improves my writing all the time, which gets me excited, which, you know, it all feeds in. So I'm sort of seeing this now as like a much longer game, like figuring out how I work as a writer and, and yeah. all these ways through constantly to see me through these points when I'm like, oh, I'm bored of this. I've had enough of this or I'm not getting the traction or blah, 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 blah. Um, so it really is. It's all learning to to find my freedom I guess because I can see that every time I find more freedom I want to write again and I get the magic back so yeah so gosh what a, what in 30 days I've been on that journey that's quite a lot isn't it that I mean that's all really fascinating there's two things I want to mention from that and I know my I get so brain foggy at the moment um that I just forget everything so I'm just writing them down so I know I can come back to it so what you've just said reminded me of something we said I think in our very first podcast episode where we said we wanted to figure out our, our, the process of, of our Substack journey. So what you were talking about there is exactly what you've been doing. Yes. Is figuring out how we can do this, but also how we can do it around our other writing as well. Um, and you're writing a novel. I'm doing my nonfiction yes. book proposal. I know I had a bit of a breakthrough and I picked up my nonfiction book proposal for the first time in six months last week. Did I write about that? Yes, I did. Yes, I wrote yeah. about that um, for my paid subscribers. I've got um, a, a monthly, she says, even though she hasn't done anything for six months. Um, I have a monthly column where I talk about the behind the scenes of my nonfiction book proposal. So I did. I picked it up last week and it felt good yeah. doing that around my Substack. And this is a bit like you as well. You're figuring out how your Substack works around how you work yes how it works around your we were calling it our muggle lives I think we got that from Amy McNee didn't we all the work we have to do around our writing real life stuff and um, also how it works around our other creative endeavors as well yes. yeah so that was my first point the second point is Claire yes you had a really high point this month that you've not even mentioned yet. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> I did have a really high point. So um, if you listened to our podcast last month, you will may remember that I had written a deep dive that had, I don't know, I put a lot of me into that, didn't I? So I was yeah. kind of, it was about Ali Smith. It was about frescoes in fiction and it disappeared off on that. And it was one of those pieces of work that I had loved putting together so much and felt like there was so much of me in it that I had a real low after it had gone yeah. in that A part of me was like, oh, I thought that might do better because I really thought that was something really, you know, special. And B, I felt sad to have stopped writing it. And it was that I was talking about um, almost like a kind of I needed time to grieve and let it go. Um, before I started you know that was very much this you know I can't keep churning them out as if they don't care because I put a lot of me into each yeah. one and that one in particular um, so yes so lo and behold uh, a few weeks later and I've never really looked around on the um, explore page and I was you know just before I went to sleep one night which is probably not when you're supposed to be scrolling around on the explore page but yes, the, I was looking at all the different buttons and headings and I looked on the staff pics and scrolled down a bit and there was my Ali Smith thing. Um, and I, I, well, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's fascinating. So you don't get told. No. There's no 
you know, whistles and bells that come with having a staff pick. If I hadn't have noticed, um, I wouldn't have known really. And also you don't really go back. So when I told you, you said, has that had any impact? Has, mm. you know, and I was like, well, I don't think so. Um, but then I went and kept looking at the views on that one. And yeah, in a week it went up about 200. Um, so, you know, people were clicking through that. Um, and I do think I had a steady stream of subscribers from that. Um, it's been a really steady month for um, subscribers for me. I've had 37 uh, new subscribers in a month. Mm. Um, and it's just been, you know, constant and steady. Um, and that's that's felt lovely. Um, so, yeah, that was a really, really high point. And obviously, because I thought that was really good and then it did get picked up, that, that felt like a really positive feeling. And then it's like, well, what do I do with this? <laughs> so I spent um, a day kind of I told you and um, and I told another friend and I was like, oh. and then it was like, well, probably I should mention this. It would be this would be a good way to put myself forward and promote myself part of me had gone like oh am I going to sound like a bit of a dick though excuse my French everybody <laughs> I'm just like going, oh hello everybody look at me I'm a staff pick and I was like no I've just got to do it because I'm actually very proud of this and I don't think people will think I'm a dick I think they'll be proud of me too um so and I think that was the same Friday afternoon where I'd um you know changed all my policies to say this isn't you know no times attached so I was feisty Claire and I yeah. was like no I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna put so I put it on Instagram stories and I put it on notes and it did have a really positive response and people who'd read it in the first place were really proud of me and going you know we knew that was over and above that one and there's a really nice woman who came and became a paid subscriber after that piece um, and she was like, we did know that was a special one. <laughs> we did know that was. And I just thought, oh, that's really lovely. Um, but even on Instagram, because, you know, we've talked about the value of Instagram. Really, does it really drive that many people mm. to Substack? I've not found it since the beginning. And I've tried various ways of engaging and different sorts of posts. And they're just getting fewer and fewer. So yeah. I'm a bit like, nah. But actually, I think... I get quite a lot of people, I say quite a lot, I mean, this is all relative, not that many, but I do have a good uh, network, a good engaged group of people who read my stories. So it was really interesting to see the people who read that, who obviously don't follow me on Substack or don't read everything. And I had quite a few interesting, you know, good, I don't know, that's a funny word to use, but, you know, um, not important either significant meaningful uh people other authors who picked up on that because it was on my instagram stories and then were like wow look at you go i'm going to come and read that so i can see that that you know was a really positive thing to happen and again it all just um you know makes me believe that i'm on the right track here that my writing's good and when the yeah. magic there there really is something that connects and excites other people to read so I just have to find my way to that yeah um, yeah a very positive experience and yeah. wow me go me I say go Claire. <laughs> I took a screenshot of it and I so I've got that little picture but you stay on until you fall off the bottom so I did I was there for well as far as I know about a week but I may have been on there a week before I think it's there's about 20 different ones and as they add new ones yeah. one will fall off the bottom it's such a shame that they don't sort of at link you in that so when somebody else like I said earlier that somebody um included me in his roundup um I was made aware of that because he he linked me Yes, and it's a yeah. shame that it, that doesn't happen from Substack as well, because it would have been nice to see you appear at the top. Yes, and, yeah. And then, like you say, you start dropping down as they add new ones. How many people get put on there but never know? 
well that's it I mean like seriously that's the only time mm. I've been on there in all the months I've been on like the only time I've looked at the staff picks list and, so and what are the chances that that no and the thing is a lot of writers don't have a lot of confidence as yeah. as we've found out something like that could be a real boost and yes. knowing that it's there could be a real boost to to your self-esteem and everything like that so yeah I um I, I wish Substack if you're listening to this <laughs> <laughs> sort it out yes, also, make sure people know yeah and um, because like I say of the the onward impact as well like I say it's not just the the personal and the 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 views and uh subscriptions that came through people reading that but through me being able to say you know and if you didn't know you wouldn't be mm. able to share that so there definitely is an impact there the coming month the month of june yes what are your plans goals expectations upon yourself etc etc i don't know um keep figuring things out yes i want to find more freedom but i think i need to plan plan your freedom plan my freedom um me and rebecca holden were having a big conversation about this that there is yeah you can kind of find looseness within some kind of structure and i think you know this links back to a what i've spoken about a lot today but also what i had started to get into last week the austin cleon book opened up for me and everything was more creativity in every way mm. um, and i was you know trying to build that into marketing but also how i wrote and i think i i need to you we were talking about this before we came and I need to plan some time to kind of think and get creative rather than just keep sort of turning up and it's really important for me to keep turning up it's really important for me to keep sitting and typing words but I've got to a point where I kind of need to have a big brainstorm and an ideas session and I need that for my novel and I need that for my sub stack and I I think I kind of need to plan in time to do that more regularly so I don't get to this point where I feel like I'm treading water and churning and not even enjoying what I'm writing so I kind of need to plan for freedom that's my big thing um paywall we you know I keep talking about this every single month um I have actually put one in my Vermeer article I just haven't published my <laughs> yet. so I do think um I will give that a go I'm not sure what that's going to look like I suspect it's going to lead to um losing some free subscribers but I think it's part of my journey really it, um I think, you know, for the people that are really interested, there's definitely, I've established that I believe in the value of what I put into these big long posts. So um, let's give that a go. Well, you know, the saying, you can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. I think exactly. that is applicable here. Oh, and I don't, uh, yes, I don't think you are a succession viewer, are you? But it's no. been a big week for succession. It all finished and everything. But yes, there was a, you can't break make a tomlet without breaking Greg's. So yes, that will mean something so to anybody I, who watches succession. I have without realising it, just kind of paraphrased succession. There you go. <laughs> I'm on the ball. Enjoy, yeah, exactly. You're hitting the right notes without even realising. But yes, so that I think that's it for me is to continue this journey, sort of being more creative, so continuing writing uh, frequently and and showing up, but really trying to give myself space to show up in a way and write that feels exciting again. And like I say, I think that's kind of the long term way that my substack's going to grow so we'll, we shall see but write what I love let my truth and feelings come out because that always connects and you know you know me it's all about connecting into yeah. connections and weaving my magic so 
Yeah. And the other thing, what, when you were talking about that, I was thinking that when pre-burnout, when I was in my most productive, at the beginning of every month, I used to have a brainstorm. I used to think about what I'd like to achieve that month and the sort of projects that I wanted to work on. I got my sheets of A3 paper yeah. out. Um, and then, um, well, me, me, that big brainstorm would be done once a quarter. And then at the beginning of every month, I'd kind of hone in and re remind myself where I was going and everything. And then at the beginning of every week, I would narrow it down and, and um, get even um, more specific. It even went down to at the beginning of every day, I would take five minutes to think about what I wanted to achieve that day. Now that is quite a, a that is looking at it from a productivity point of view and working out how much I wanted to achieve. But maybe that's something that you could do in terms of your creativity is just allowing yourself that time every month at the beginning of every week and just thinking what you want to do creativity creativity wise definitely Um, because I think I I have this month um tried to get uh tighter on productivity uh I know you and another friend of mine have been laughing about me following this like 20 odd year old kind of Texan um bro dude guy (laughs) off YouTube and it's like yeah I'm not getting as much done as he does and it's like um because you're a 45 year old perimenopausal single mother in Yorkshire it's like oh yeah yeah (laughs) so um you know there are some differences and so at the end of every day I look at what I but but that's what I've been doing this month for the first time I'm not a planner that's not my natural you know I'm very much led by my intuition and and I was like well maybe just putting more of a a shape to things and more of a but I tend to in this first month of working like that month plan week plan daily plan um try and put too much in so yeah. it was just like going, okay, so every day I'm going to do this much on my novel, then this much on a deep dive, then this much of a what this week, and then I'll do these jobs and then I'll organize this around. And it just doesn't work like that. And then day after day, when you're not hitting what you, you know, so it's just like, mm, okay, but I haven't got stressed by that, but I can see that I need to change my approach to it. And actually, I think, like you say, the bit that I actually need to build in the dedicated time for is the the free thinking plan and the brainstorming and then that's going to give me the fire to go on every day and know what I'm doing rather than I think I've got to the point where it's been like I need to sit down and write and I sit down and then I'm just like I you know I'm not pushed by it anymore yeah you're very much focused on the action Yes, and not not the bit that before the action that so many of us, myself included, kind of push to one side, thinking that's not real work, that's not real creativity. A hundred percent. Yeah, this is what I was talking to you about before we um, we we went live on the podcast. Was the words that I that came into my head when I was writing notes and that I used to you with my novel as well. I feel like I've not I've moved away from letting myself have ideas about it mm. just I need to sit down and write words get the words down because yeah that legitimizes because yes. I say I'm writing a novel I'm yeah. working on a novel I've got x many thousand yeah, this words is what I've novel. got to show for it yeah exactly and if I go oh yeah do you know what I spent my day doing I sat there and I thought about things I kind of feel like you know my my tech dude bro would be like but Claire, whenever whenever I hear stories like this, I don't know if you've watched The West Wing. Oh, yes. So whenever I hear this, I always think of the lawyer in The West Wing that was working for Leo. He was the chief of staff and he had a secret in terms of alcohol and yeah, yeah. Uh, his drug um, addictions and everything like that. And I, he got in a lawyer, a lady lawyer, um to help him with his questioning in front of all these you know quite scary politicians and this lady lawyer when he first told her and I might be getting my storylines muddled up here but I'm sure it was to do with this or it could pardon was it Kristen Chenoweth 
No, not her. She's really small, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't her. Um, But she, this lady lawyer has been in other things. um, And I can't, I don't know her name, but I always think, oh, she's a lawyer from the West Wing. Anyway, it could be that. It could be when the, 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 the president and Leo told her about another issue that had been going on, secret issue. Anyway, the point is, she says, right, I'm leaving work now. I'm going to go home and I'm going to go and think. And basically she she could have been lying in a bath. She could have been sat with her feet up, drinking a glass of wine or whatever. But she would have been billing them that time for her to think because that was an important part of the process. And I often think that we dismiss this thinking time because we think the thinking time should come while we're doing it. While we're typing the words out, the thinking will come as we're typing. But it was the same when I was listening to um, the Rebel Author podcast, Sasha on the Rebel Author podcast. She had been recommended to do um, to write, I don't know what it was, a thousand words a day on her nonfiction book. At the same time, she was writing her novel and stuff like that. But but if she wrote a thousand words a day, by the end of the year, she'd have thousands and thousands and thousands yes, of words yep. put towards this project. And she found, and this has happened to me as well, when I've done exactly the same through Nano, um, Rymo, or whatever, that you can write and write and write, and then you get to a full stop because you have to take on board something to refill the well. Yes, yeah. And this is what I'm talking about with all of this. It's all cyclical. You get to this stopping point, don't you? Natural full stop, yeah. And with you, in the past, I think what's refilled your well has been watching your programmes, reading your books. All of this was inspiration for you, but now... It's fodder for your uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's not refilling anymore because you're immediately taking that in order to expel your creativity. You're this thinking so all about the different links between it and your brain is whirring and all that creative energy is now being used up. So once something that was refilling you is now actually not refilling you it's it's used to to create something else so you need to find another way of refilling your well that's not going to turn into stuff later yes that's that's really true and absolutely fascinating and I drive myself mad when I find that I'm like reading or watching something and then I'm like in the shower and I'm like phrasing how I would write about it it's just like just just you know I'm always turning it then into words for the article but you're right that is that that's the double edge of it isn't it because I'm Mm. like oh this is amazing that I can write about stuff that I care about so much but then on the other side of that it's taking the things I care about so much and turning to work yeah so I'm always working Yeah. yeah And I Um, think in the past, I've often on my YouTube or whatever, I've talked about books that I've enjoyed. I can't sustain that for very long. Yeah. Of course, this is um, with fiction, with novels. I can't sustain that because I find that drives me up and that stops me from wanting to read. Whereas with the nonfiction, I'm not reading the nonfiction to refill my well. And reading no. my fiction in order to create something else. I know that going into it. And um, I've got, you know, the Big Bang Theory and stuff like that to refill me. Yeah. But also with the nonfiction, you are reading it to learn. Yes. You learn from it by turning it into an article, you know, learn yeah. by teaching, don't you? Yeah. You're sharing it with everybody else. So actually, that's probably like the best way to work through a nonfiction. Mm to get what you want out of it and then you know you'll share that with other people and embed it even further in yourself don't you so yeah Yeah. this is all very true (laughs) it's all very true I knew we'd get to the root of it (laughs) yeah but also I just yeah need need new hobbies more time more money to do the the new hobbies (laughs) it's all going to be brilliant but yeah I think the the start the next 
point then is just this building in some time where I just don't have to be writing to be writing because I suppose that in a way you know you know that writing is the physical act of writing is new for me still really for this frequency and this volume and you know maybe there is this part of me that's like well when I'm doing the writing the act of writing then that yeah legitimizes my me I call myself a writer being a writer when I'm sitting around getting ideas and looking in books and you know staring at the clouds and thinking then have I wasted a day because I didn't write no I haven't I said it here live so now you know you need a staring at the clouds day staring at the clouds day yes and incorporate that within your um your the structure your your loose structure my loose structure yes reading good sorted you out claire we go right (laughs) customer please (laughs) well that's quite good actually because it leads me on to what i would like to do during the month of june we didn't plan this by the way no we didn't at all that was completely (laughs) completely random Uh, because I thought we were about to wrap it up about 20 minutes ago and we we haven't met me before Helen (laughs) (laughs) we always say off air I don't think we've got much to talk about this month every single single time time. (laughs) yeah anyway um, so yes, what would I like, I like to do uh, achieve during the month of June? I have my anniversary, like I said, right at the beginning of this podcast on the seventh of June. And for paid subscribers, what I've said I'm going to do is do a massive essay all about the behind the scenes of my Substack. So it'll be what I'm talking about on here, but in a more structured way. Um, <laughs> sorry i'm just laughing <laughs> the content uh, will be yeah yeah so the kind of things i'm going to talk about is um you know how i pushed fear and imposter syndrome to one side in order to start why i view my Substack as the center of my writing empire mindset issues with going paid the idea behind my Substacks and how it's all evolved and and, and changed and pivoted my subscriber growth, both free and paid, I thought I would, I know I talk about my free subscribers on the podcast, but I thought I'd talk about the paid side as well yeah. and how that's grown over time and go into more detail into those spikes that I've had, yeah. uh, that I've talked about as well. So I'm going to do a, a massive, massive essay about that Um all everything I've learned and what I'm hoping to do as well is do a a live session via zoom as well for my paid subscribers and talk about it in detail and then it's more of a two-way thing or what however many people maybe no one will turn up but it it, it'd be a bit more free-flowing and I can add things that I think of as well so that's going to be my big thing this month and then at the same time, I'm thinking of going back into one-to-one mentoring. So I know I have the option to do that on my Substack. If you're, is it called a founding member or whatever it is? You know, yeah, there's, a, yeah. there's a free, there's a paid, and then there's something else where you can pay more. I do have the option to do one-to-one mentoring on there, but I'm going to do something, go back onto my website and um, actually update it. So yeah. that's a big thing after using Substack for a year which reminds me actually I had a free subscriber contact me and she said she'd found me via Pinterest and the Pinterest had taken her to my YouTube my website and eventually my Substack wow. and I just think how I'd neglected my my Pinterest and I know we've spoken about Pinterest before yeah. um I I read a, a thread on notes from Substack somebody had replied and said yeah they use Pinterest a lot to get new subscribers and I've also talked about the fact that I'm going to be interviewing Trona yes Pinterest expert 
And I had to delay that because I had problems with my jaw and um, and then it got painful. And I didn't think doing a, an interview was a good at the time. And I need to reschedule another time with her um, because I think that might be useful as well in terms of getting your words out there and getting definitely uh, growing an audience as well so yeah there's all that to come I think this month that's what the sort of thing that I want to look at and also I want to expand on on the articles that I've written during May and and hopefully do something as good if not better over the course of June <laughs> She said, exciting. Yes, I, I said to Claire before, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, it feels like it's been going for years now, but um, I know I've said to you off air that I do feel I'm coming out of burnout now. I'm, I'm getting more excited and um, I'm getting ambitious again and yes. thinking about what I would like to do. And I think that is shown by what I've just been saying I'd like to do during June. So touch wood we continue um yes. on the up with yes. with the whole burnout thing so yeah yeah all good excellent so i think that's it really have we got anything else to talk about i think we've talked about it all i think yeah. um you know when we reflect on all of that we have both had really interesting months i yeah. mean my word interesting again but it it, it is and it, it just I don't know you know we joke about the fact that I'm always like oh I've got nothing to talk about we'll have anything to say but it just goes to show that when you reflect on it every month is very different and it really is you know a journey with your writing with your mindset everything shifts and changes it does. all the time and um you know thank you everybody that's been listening and following along, I know we, we end up going on dog walks with some of our friends, don't we? They listen to us when they're walking the dogs. Um, but I just love that it does resonate with people because there's so many of us trying to figure this out as we go along and trying to um, bring what we want to write and how we want Substack to look and what we're looking for out of Substack. You know, there's all these different elements and none of us are alone. We're all trying to figure it out. Um, and it's a very interesting journey exactly and I think your journey in particular I know you're going through this kind of sticky stuff at the moment but I think it it just highlights how our writing process is a journey we are figuring things out about ourselves all the time how we how we write when we write what time of day is best for our writing um so many different things that we're not aware of before we start but also sometimes we think i should i should be doing it a particular way i should be able to write this like this like this but we we are learning we are all individuals and what works for somebody else it doesn't necessarily work for us so we are figuring out our own way yes yeah and and for you figuring out that you need to have this free thinking staring at the clouds creative space I think is a massive breakthrough for you yeah I think so. and hopefully and I know by just having this thinking space you think but I should be doing something more productive but creativity doesn't look like other jobs no it looks different it looks like what's unique for each of us with our own creativity yeah and it's it is lovely to have this space to keep tweaking Mm. noticing and to keep tweaking um rather than just keep going not change anything not notice anything um you know and burning out exactly and then that does it usually leads to walking away for a while doesn't it it does the more that you can reflect and notice and just change course just iterate your process iterate your process um because you know what looks what looks right for you now might not be right for you in six months just Mm. keeping on reflecting and noticing um and yeah if we can encourage anybody to do that Give yeah. yourself permission to be flexible. Yes. Mm. Oh, that was profound. Yeah. 
Right, on that note. Profound note. (laughs) We will sign off. So, Claire, where can we find your Substack? Why am I always surprised and unprepared when you ask me this at the end (laughs) of every podcast? My Substack is called It's All About the Words. And the URL is claireholden.substack.com. I think that might be correct, Claire. Well done, you. (laughs) (laughs) Normally, we have to do that a number of times. (laughs) And I have to cut bits out. (laughs) Well done, Claire. (laughs) Thank you. And mine is you. Yeah. So mine is called The Redfern, and my URL is helenredfern.substack.com. Right. Okay. We will leave it there. Thank you everyone for watching. I hope you're enjoying your dog walk. I hope that you're enjoying your housework or whatever it is that you're doing while you listen to us. And I know some people have it at double speed as well, oh, yeah. um, which I, which makes them go faster when they're doing their, their housework. And I think that's absolutely brilliant. And I have to say, when I've listened to us back at double speed, I think it's, it makes us sound more intelligent. I love it because <laughs> you miss out all the pauses where we're thinking. And it's like everything's coming to us straight away. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm signing off. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.